Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to another SC report. Um, refreshed after a week off. JT, how are you going? You're struggling, mate. Yeah, the opposite of refreshed, mate. So fresh off my 100-kilometer poor decision-making uh, walk over the weekend. So yeah, just still trying to get the legs working, not happening. All for a great cause, Great though. cause, no. So we did the Oxfam trail walker all through uh, the bushland from Friday morning through to Saturday morning. Um, so yeah, a few of us pulled up a little worse for wear, including myself, but one of my best mates, Benny G, great friend of the the pod, is uh, walking around on crutches. So could be worse, but he did cross the finish line. So loving this welder's dog today, mate. I thought about it the whole way. I thought about some trades, thought about super coach. I thought you'd just be thinking about deleting your team. Well, I did. Th- I've thought about that all season, but you know, we're here now. It's a, it's a long season, long way to go, and uh, the fight's not over yet, but. Big week ahead. There is, definitely. So, footy is back. Um, the rep round was last weekend. Let's not talk about State of no, Origin too was much. Was there a game on Sunday? Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. So, Queensland suck again. After being how good is Queensland to just being an absolutely putrid performance. But it's funnier when we, you know, they get their hopes up and they reckon they're all dynasty and all that sort of jazz and then we come and just steal it from them at uh, ANZ. So, it'll be a low score and like 8-6 win. Easy. I, I, I see it. All right, well, I think that's enough of the banter. We've got so much, so much stuff to get through tonight. A massive podcast. Um, we're going to start with some team news because that's, uh, I couldn't get on to the, do the podcast last night. So we'll, we'll smash through all the ins and outs of Team List Tuesday. And then we're going to roll into the Welder's Dog Unpopular Supercoach Opinion of the Week. A massive two-minute drill, um, which is going to turn more into a, a round 16 bias special, the players we're targeting and maybe trying to avoid. And then we're going to finish off with uh, our your fired segment. Um, I've got a heap of players that I'm getting rid of this week, and I'm sure JT is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as per usual, um, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and also leave us um, some reviews. It's um, We really like to get the feedback but without further ado, mate, uh, it's time for train. We're going to start with some team news today. There is, uh, well, lots of ins, um, but just mainly to the reserves. So I guess the outs have been few and far between at the moment. Uh, Not extended squads um, for this round, but there potentially could be some laid outs um, due to some casualties from Origin. So it's going to be really important to um, stay close to all the late mail. But let's just run through the, the every single game. Uh, and just uh, all the major ins and outs, JT. What about the Tigers versus Souths, which is on tomorrow night? 
So, yeah, a bit of news coming out today. Wayne Bennett's confirmed that the Origin guys, so Damian Cook, uh, Cam Murray, uh, will play on Thursday night. So that's good news for us. Um, hoping, hoping they're a little better than they were after the uh, backing up from Origin last time because that was an ordinary ordinary affair for the old bunnies. But you'd think with the extra turnaround, they should be... Should be right to go. Yeah, and I mean, for Cook, there's no Billy Britton on the bench, which yep. means he should get through 80 minutes. You've also got Reynolds and Braden Burns returning yep. um, after a long time on the sidelines. And then Sam Burgess has interestingly been named um, on the extended bench. The next game is the Dragons versus Cowboys. So all rep stars have been named except for Maguire, who is turning into my most disliked player in the competition now, even though he is a Queenslander. He's an absolute grub. Yeah, but he's my grub now. I was the same when he was a Bronco. He was the filthiest player in the game and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking the howdy hat off for a second, he is, he's just doing stupid stuff. He, he doesn't need to. It's a tough game. If there was a three-structure out policy this year, he'd be done mm. for the year. Yeah, just some dumb stuff. I don't know how he didn't get suspended for the eye gouges, multiple. But Unbelievable. finally he got that week. So hope he just considers what he's doing uh, it's putting a lot of people offside but anyway we'll have a week to think about it and uh recover but for the boys we've managed to scrape together a team i don't know how we're doing it we're, we're down to the uh absolute emergency Your casualty here. casualty list is massive yeah we could spend about three hours just rattling it all off but big news scotty Drinkwater finally put pen to paper and he's starting this week so that's gonna provide a fair bit of spark for us shifts morgan uh to five eight where he's wanted to play all year so I reckon uh, good times ahead for us if we can keep a bit of uh, stability about us. Do you still own Morgan? I do. So wow. Yeah, actually, I've, I've I don't think I've not played him at all all year. So he's he's actually been all right the last couple of weeks. So uh, especially last round um, against the Tigers, he got a couple of try assists. Um, he's been out doing Cleary in terms of TSs. So uh, not the most urgent trade-out option for me, and I'll probably end up holding him over the origin period. So then the other news is you got Jordan McLean, who comes in for Maguire, who is out suspended for a week. Tim Lafayette returns for the Dragons, um, maybe a little bit earlier than expected. Hmm. Um, with no Lomax in the side due to thumb in, in, uh, injury, that sees um, Aiken retain his position. So he looks set to be a, a very solid buy cover player for round 16. The Roosters versus Storm, which is shaping as an absolute cracking game. I cannot wait for this one. Mm. Second game on the Friday. It's going to be awesome. All rep stars have been named at this stage. James Tedesco is, um, will return after missing the last uh, NRL game. And this sees uh, Manu switch uh, to the centres after having a fantastic um, game at fullback yeah, last up. time. Big one. And then Orbison drops back to the bench. Brett Morris has been named in the reserves and the only other um, meaningful changes. Titans versus Seagulls. So we're going from the best of the best yeah, to... Well, uh, sometimes they surprise Maybe it's you. a good opportunity to take the dog for a walk. <laughs> oh, it's on the Gold Coast. I think all eyes are going to be on one player in that game, surely, whether you're death riding Turbo. or a new owner, that's it. Uh, Tom Draboyevich backing up from Origin, as we suspect. What and an outstanding fortnight he has had. Mate, just the uh, what hamstring injury? Yeah, he's just—I was a bit worried about it coming well, back, but it's, he, it's always going to be there. Well, I haven't seen, but it's I haven't seen a player um, be out of the side for twelve, like almost ten weeks, right, with a hamstring injury. Mm. So they nursed him through, perfect. Um, it's freezing in Brisbane at the moment and raining, yep. so I can only imagine it's the similar conditions on the Gold Coast. Fields probably going to be slippery. Could still be raining. It's meant to be raining all week, um, so that's going to be interesting. Viterbo, uh, mm. he scored a hat trick in pouring rain in Perth on the weekend. That's it. I don't think weather's going to stop him, but I'm going to hope it does. But 
We'll see, closer to the weekend, but elsewhere in that game, I mean, for the Titans, Whitbread comes in to replace uh, the luckless Jai Arrow, so he's he's looking gone with that ankle injury for, for at least a month. Uh, Peachy back to the bench, Will Matthews coming on. Don't know what's going on there with the Peach. He, I think he's got one foot out the door. Stinks. Proctor is back. He's been included in the extended squad, but looks likely to pay. I think there was a bit of news about him that yeah, he confirmed. Yeah, I think he's almost confirmed, today. I think. Uh, and for Manly, I guess the only other relevant uh, bit of positional news is that Api Corusau is still going to be out until about 18 to 19, which moves Finu into that 80-minute hooking role. And Finu, is a, um, from a draft perspective, if, you, um, if you've got mm. him, it's a um, definite player. And uh, the lo- uh, those who are playing daily fantasy sports, um, 100% uh, to gun. jump on if you're playing play on. Um Get in him. He's he could be well. I think he's a pretty good chance for a sixty plus at least. Yeah, horribly timed. Where was this pre <laughs> when when they were playing the bye? Exactly. Anyway, Knights first the Broncos. The uh, my boys the Broncos. We hoping to bounce back after a horrendous performance at the against the Eels. You and I were um, had a pretty big day oh, after yeah. Ipswich Cup, and um, you were laughing. I was absolutely in tears. What a great way to cap off the day. The donkey's getting absolutely towed up, but that was an awful display. And they've had a week to think about it, so I've no idea which team's going to turn up. Yeah, interesting changes there for the the side. I, I'm I'm staggered that Turfin's been dropped to the bench. Um, mm. I mean, it'd be I, I'm. Let's see what happens this game. But if the Broncos put in another poor performance, and particularly if Milford doesn't fire. Um, they have to go back to what they were doing because without McCulloch in the side, um, this was a different football team. Yeah, he's a bit of a black hole for creativity, McCulloch. He does the, the tackling and all that, but Turpin was a good uh, breath of fresh air for you guys. Yeah, you still got Seguero on the reserves. So. Yeah, when he's driving responsibly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like Turpin, you, you kind of expected him to go back to the bench, but if you were picking the side on form, he'd be there starting number nine. McCulloch wouldn't get a look in. But. Yep. Anyway, that's that's what they've gone with. Uh, your boy for the Knights, your big round sixteen pod play has gone never in the space of a week. Never again, Mitch Barnett. So he's out for three weeks with suspension. Matt Utai comes uh, in as replacement to the back row. Josh King also joins the bench. Aiden Quera and David Clemmer have been named on in, uh, in the reserves. So it'd be interesting to see if either of those guys come in, particularly Clemmer. Mm. Um, and, and I know that quite a few have him penciled in, maybe if there's a round 17 trade-in target. Um, and, and there's also an option that, um, you know, who knows what happens if he's going to push into that New South Wales side. So does he, does he potentially come an option for round 16? Yeah, it's the same sort of story with Payne Haas. So he missed uh, Origin 2 with injury, and that's the one that they won. And they towed us up. So why would you change your winning formula? Mm. So you would imagine the likes of Haas and the likes of Clemmer uh, will be probably in the NRL sides for round 16. Uh, well, I think, uh, I think Clemmer will, will make his way back into the New South Wales team. I don't think Fanukin didn't have the best of games. Um, and I also think the Saifidi, if you're going to pick between Clemmer and Saifidi... Clemmer is a um, he's you know top five New South Wales player. Um, he was fantastic in game one before he went off the field. I thought, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of lost a lot of momentum, and he was off for a long period of time. Um, Haas, on the other hand, he um, you know played his first game. Um, they might not bring him back, which is great news for us. Um, often Gowie is named to return, um, maybe a little bit sooner than planned, and then Richie Kenner replaces Jermaine Nisako, who um, I believe is is missing due to some personal reasons, so I don't think he's been dropped. He should be back for round 16. He's dropped off the radar a little bit, Nisako, hasn't he? He's just, yeah, 
untalked about this year. So I hope he's he's got his issues sorted. Yeah, so the Eels versus the Raiders. You've got Dylan Brown makes his long-awaited yeah, return. Geez, how good. Uh, and Josh Hodgson returns for the Raiders. In um, It's probably the biggest news there. Uh, to the Sunday games, Warriors versus Penrith. So Tohu Harris is out for six weeks. That is, that's pretty massive. That is a couple of ramifications. So not only for those that might have gone early on Harris as a potential round 16 coverage player, but a guy now that definitely comes into the radar and someone that I'm looking at, um, and at the moment he's definitely in my plans to trade in this week, is Jazz Tavega, um, who uh, is starting at lock with Lachlan Burr missing with general soreness. And uh, even if Bird does come back, I can still see DeVega playing at least 50 to 55 minutes in the back row um, over the next month. And, you know, he's a he's a point-per-minute player. Mm. Uh, he's we've been I've been desperate to see what he's going to produce with minutes uh, from a super coach perspective. Uh, he was a weapon last year. I think he averaged around about 60 points per game despite coming off the bench. Um, and this year he's uh, producing about 47 points per game. But... Um, just dropped it down a little bit on what he's he's produced in the in prior year, but I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, very interesting at that starting lock spot. I mean, personally, it's it's one of those ones I'd be happy to sit back and wait. But this is the big trade trading week, so you got to start pulling the trigger. And Could you smash a seventy this week, right? With if he plays um, over sixty minutes. Well, he's he's kind of like um, Havili was for me. Or the round 12 by so he's very handy dual positioning um he's he's going to see an uptick in minutes and, and output given all those injuries and movement around the warriors there so there's not a lot of downside there and that's that's the kind of player that that's an easy sort of decision but uh if you can hold back i reckon take a week and just see where he's going to fit i'm bringing him in oh that's cool so Adam Blair replaces Harris in the back row, but he's irrelevant for Supercoach. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Roach replaces Isaac Luke on the bench, and Luke has really kind of fallen off the radar this year. Uh, for Penrith, the big loss is Nathan Cleary, who um, dodged a, a major injury, but looks mm-hmm. like he'll miss at least the next month, but that's probably only going to be about two games. Um, James Maloney switches to halfback to cover Cleary, and then Jerome Luai is promoted from bench to 5'8". Um, and Jaime Saleh comes, uh, joins the interchange. And uh, interestingly today, a bit of news, the Waka Black, Waka 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 <laughs> Black, um, is on his way to the Eels. Yeah, I did tell you not to do that little little thing. Waka there. Waka oh, Waka DJ, Waka! DJ went Rome coming to the fore. But uh, yeah, big move to the Eels there. So it just strengthens their back line there. But he's another one with all the potential in the world. So hopefully this unlocks that move for him. But super coach-wise, nothing much doing for the Penny, Penny Panthers there. Okay, so the Bulldogs versus the Sharks, mate. If there was, if there was ever Waka. a time for SJ to turn up this year, now is the time. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the poor old hapless dogs, but I just reckon this is going to be an absolute bludger of a game. Stinker. I don't think much. problem with the Sharks is there's just so many chefs. Like, you got SJ there, you got Townsend there, you got Moylan chiming in from the back. Wade Graham can do stuff. I'm excited to see what Sherry. they look like with Graham and how that impacts. I don't know. I think the likes of Sherry, SJ, it's just going to be a – it could be um, tons all around. Yeah, um, but it's the dogs. They can drag you down to their level, but – Anyway, as you said, this is the week. So it is huge break even about 125. I think he's got so chance of clearing it. I reckon so for the Sharks, you've got Andrew Fafidu who has been suspended. Stupidly tried to contest mm. contest him. Um, his uh, crusher tackle uh, suspension a to one to get it. Get so off that charge. the uh, three weeks now, not two weeks. So he will miss round 16. Um, he's been replaced by Ueli, who he's a sneaky. Um, if you've got a few trades up your sleeve, he's mm. a player that I would potentially be bringing in for for two weeks. 
um, and then look to get some price rises and maybe trade him out to uh, a keeper or to enough on the run home. Um, if he d- he's got the start with the minutes, he could be a super coach weapon. Yeah, I mean, you're looking very left field when you're picking a guy like you, Ellie, but uh, he's been on a tear this year. He's just got huge minutes in that pack there with all the injuries and, and the like around there. He's been scoring tries, so he's been getting some healthy boost to his score there. Um, personally, wouldn't be... Uh, iron him off because he, he's, he's the sort of guy that you think might have peaked. Uh, he's still got some prices, price rises. He's over four hundred k, so he's not cheap. Exactly, but he's, he's, he's a tricky a, price. But he's a points, he's a points player. Um, so Wade Graham uh, was fantastic in Origin game two. He comes straight back into the starting just on side. Wade Graham. So he picked up one try assist in his time on the field. Mm. I think that's more than Nathan Cleary has gotten in his entire Origin career. in five matches. Correct. That's bad. I mean, he could. He was all every chance of putting two or three on us the other night. So, unfortunately, I had to go off. But, yeah, Nathan Cleary, what's doing there, mate? He was quite good defensively, but anyway, you digress. Yes, I do. Um, So, the interesting thing there with Wade Graham is that Kurt Capel has been dropped to the bench, Mm -hmm. uh, which means that Britton Nakora maintains his starting position. So, he looks like he's going to be the 80-minute edge forward, um, potentially, or be interesting to see what happens when when Capel is right to come on the field. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of games, it's been the same. So Capel's come on and, and replaced, I think it's Graham, or found his way somewhere in there. So Nakora's kept that 80 minutes. But another one that's just fallen back a little bit, old Britain, he's not seeming to run as, as well as he was at the start of the year, not finding those gaps. But again, he's one of those guys, you've, I think everyone's got stuck in their centre wing. So Let's no just wait till S- with SJ in the side. Um, mm, hopefully that that'll turn. Something. Bronson Sherry, he um, obviously failed at HIA last game, but he's been named. Yep. Uh, and that's basically it. Let's just briefly, the Bulldogs, uh, I don't know. Do we even need to go there? Uh, yeah, they're fielding aside. Um, Aiden Tolman's in it. Michael Lisher is back. Yep. Jeremy Mustard King's out. Um, Cogger uh, returns at half back, uh, half back in place of New Brown. Chris, Chris Smith comes into the starting back row with RFM out. That is it. Mm. Cool. All right. They're all the teams. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot of news dropping over the next... Um, couple of days but that is it for now uh, and uh, it's time for the unpopular opinion of the week so our unpopular super coach opinion of the week is brought to you by the welders dog a fantastic brewery from armadale and we have been absolutely loving their local brews over the uh the past month or two months um and uh yeah so tonight we're back to the. Uh, you're back to the stout, mate. You need to be warmed up a little bit from your your walk in the mm. the freezing cold on the weekend. Getting the vitamins in me. Getting it's the a salad in a beer. And for me, it's the the wheat ale. Can't get past it. I absolutely love it. Um, what is your unpopular super coach opinion of the week, JT? I won't go spend too much time on this one because um, I like yours, and I think we are going to spend a fair bit of time going through you. But sorry. Fair bit of time going through your opinion, mate. Head out of the gutter. Uh, so my Welders Dog Unpopular Super Coach Opinion of the Week is that I really like having the Super Trade Week right now before round 16, before the buy. I reckon it opens it up so much more than it would be if we had the option of picking five players we knew for sure were going to be in 16. I reckon this game is not meant to be easy. It's meant to be challenges. There's meant to be... Uh, sides being opened up. We can't just all have the same sides. We can't have everything just being gifted to us. I really like having to make these five 
or max five trades right here, right now, before we know for sure what's going to happen next week. It's the fun of the game. It's uh, why some players might not be as good of a buy now as if they would be next week. And I reckon it's just an extra element that I really like. So a lot of people out there are asking Sangster and tweeting him and saying, why the hell didn't you put this next week when it, when we needed it? But I, I really like it this this uh, round 15. It makes perfect sense to me as well. And um, speaking of challenging, you're having a challenging season this year. Yeah, we didn't. I, I like that we skimmed over the uh, weekly round. Well, I just thought it was but... two, two weeks. It's, yeah. it's way in the past now. But let's just talk about your year. It's been a, yeah, definitely a contrasting uh, bit of fortune compared to last year. So obviously had a breakout season and that's why I'm on the pod and then you bring me on and I just start stinking it up. Yeah, but, you make, you've made some pretty terrible decisions. Yeah, but, but as you said, there's a long way to go. So and there's I, um, plenty of rounds. I, I would like to not highlight them, but I'm sure we will over the next little bit. <laughs> I reckon at the uh, end of the season, we'll do a little recap of the uh, best and mostly the worst decisions of the year. There's a few of them. We might be going the uh, two-hour barrier there. Yeah, majority of yours. I don't know about that, Mitch Barnett and Joe Tarpanay. That's unlucky. (laughs) Anyway, mate, your welder's dog, unpopular supercoach opinion of the week is? So mine is that it's turbo time at all costs. And that might mean that, uh, well, I don't even know how to say this without laughing, but James Tedesco might have to be traded out of my side. Mm. So he's um, been absolutely killing it to Desco, and he's a lock-in keeper for fullback position for the whole season. But um, yeah, I think that looking at it, um, I'm probably going to be trading out to Desco this week, um, with a view obviously of bringing him back in um, before round 19, because that's where I believe that he plays the Bulldogs and the Titans. So important to have him then. But um, with two of us, Shek obviously available for round 16, um, and Travojevic who. Uh, was phenomenal really in the last two weeks. Um, unbelievable performance in his return, or unbelievable performance since his return to the NRL, and then um, returned to the New South Wales side. He was fantastic on Sunday night. Um, break even in the thirties, I believe now. Playing the Titans, where he scored one hundred and ninety plus last year, it's scary, but he could potentially be over eight hundred k as we head into round 17. Um, and this is the week that you have five trades and you can get that 800, 800K player. But round 17 onwards, people only have the two trades, might not be able to bring him in. So for me, I'll probably be saying goodbye to Tesco for maybe four four weeks or so uh, and bringing Turbo into my side this week. Okay, I'll play a bit of devil's advocate here. So I'm not going to bring, bring Turbo in. And the reason... For that is that last year, trading out James Tedesco right now, as, as you're planning to do here, in my case last year was to bring RTS in and I figured I could hold him as a pretty equivalent option for the rest of the year. It turned out to be an absolute horrible decision because Teddy, I had the same grand idea as you that I'd bring him back in at some point, I'd find a way. Never did. Could never do it because Teddy went on this absolute tear, became too out of reach. Uh, RTS went down the other way and I couldn't bring couldn't bridge the gap basically ruined any chance I had and you never had a chance I was sitting in the top 50 when I made that decision and I finished went top 200 with a week to go not having Teddy not having Latrell in that last week bumped me down to about 500 it was that bad a decision well and and this year it's not RTS you're doing it for turbo I get that 
there's still a fair bit of risk I see with Turbo right now. And yep. all the signs point that he's going to go ballistic and uh, he's just back from that injury and everything's all rosy and all that. I think there's enough doubt around him. There's enough risk that you don't have to break your side by trading out Teddy. Side has not been broken. In my, You're trading a gun out. And this is that, that big call for another Origin player who's not playing yeah. the bye week. And yep. you're doing it for this round against the I'm Titans. doing No, but I'm doing it for this round. Plus, I'm also doing it because it's going to be difficult to bring him in potentially at the price rise that he's going to be at. And also, if I'm looking at it, that, that Teddy has a, a break-even close to 100, mm. playing the Storm, which have conceded the fewest amount of points to fullback so far this season, and then potentially could be rested in round 17. So if I'm looking at it and how it all makes sense, I don't see that Teddy is going to possibly be out of reach um, by the time I'm looking to trade him in back in round 19 because playing the Storm this week, you know, I can see him potentially... I think it's almost guaranteed that he's not going to make his break even. You can't say that for, for a guy like Teddy. Cannot Versus the Storm. I, I would say that. say that there's a very good chance. I'm willing to have Better a chance than if you're playing the Bulldogs. I'll stake bet you right uh, now. You've, you've thrown out enough stakes, champ. Just just rein it in. But no, like obviously the Storm are the, you know, a more formidable opposition than the Titans. But it is a guy like Teddy is the reason everyone's yeah. got him in his side. So the point, my point is that this week I'm comfortable. Yep. Round 17, I reckon he'll probably get rested. And he's then, already had the rest though. No, I still think they will. I still think mm. the rule. And then round 18, um, round 18, you know, that that's the risk. And then round 19, straight into my side. And if you look at RTS, his, score, his price is going to start to flip the other way. Um, and I've got just make sure you have the cash and bank. Not am I saying that to do what you did last year and just um, try and stick with RTS, but um, after looking at that risk, this draw a little bit closely, I'll be um, more closely, I'll be get, trying to bring him straight back in in, in round 19. Yeah, well, we know that they finished with a wet sail. So all I'm saying is that Teddy is going to need to be on your side uh, for the run home. There's, there's almost no doubt about that. I'm avoiding that headache by just keeping him there. And unfortunately, yep. it might mean that I miss out at this stage unless RTS goes ballistic and I can sort of bridge that gap in some way with Turbo. But in this case, I'm just swallowing it like that's that's it. I, I'm missing out on Turbo. All right. You miss out on him. Continue. I'll have Teddy. You'll have Turbo. We'll see. You said Teddy. I, I said Turbo. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah, it's a big call that people are making this week. And it's a... It's a uh, yeah, it's hard to say whether it's popular or unpopular because okay. you're, either, you're on one fence or the other. You're either death riding him or you're bringing him in. All right, so that's the end of our unpopular, or Welder's Dog, Supercoach, Unpopular Opinion of the Week segment uh, for round 15. Um, before we go to an ad break, just stick with us. The next segment around the buy players is going to be massive, probably about 20 minutes of just complete focus on uh, the best players to be bringing in for the all-important final buy round. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You have questions, we have answers. It's question time. Well, as we said, the focus now is on the round 16 buy round. Super trade week now, five trades. Then we've got round 15 and then round uh, 16 straight after that with back to the two normal trades. So there is a heat to discuss. If you're like me and completely sucked in round 12, now is the opportunity to make amends. So I'm going full out. I'm making all the trades. Um, I'll have probably, I think, nine or eight or nine for the run home after I do so. So what we thought we would do is we're going to run through position by position, just picked out a few players that are pretty popular in terms of the the key players that people are likely targeting, and then you and I would just give our two cents on what we think about those, and, and some we're just not even going to discuss it all because we're not very keen. Let's start at hooker. Um, there's three names there that stand out to me, Smith, McInnes, and also Tavega. Um, I'll let you take this one to start with, JT. So for mine, I've got McInnes in there at the moment. So he's I've already got that position covered there. But uh, for mine, you're either going one or two ways, and that's Smith or McInnes. You've got to get a genuine hooker in there for those points. Um, Tavanga's got that upside with all the, the base and the starting lock position and all that sort of stuff there. But I think you can fit him in at your second row. I'd be getting in a, a genuine hooking option that you can carry for the run home. So it just saves your trade as well. So if you've got... Uh, Tavanga sitting there, you got to trade him out at some point, or shuffle him around, or do do something there. And I reckon two gun hookers for the run home is the way to go. So for mine, I've gone McInnes. I went him two weeks ago. Story on my year, he's had a couple of shockers, uh, but primed, ready to go. Uh, a lot of people are going Smith. I know you are. Uh, talk us through. Yeah, so I think with Smith, me just got the pedigree. Storm have got a really great run home. Um, I'll probably be looking to play him majority of the weeks. And just in terms of my team structure, I was looking at. Um, kind of reversed and then redid my trades this week to see um, what I really need for a, a 17th man. And I think that's where Smith will become really important. But in saying that, McInnes is going to be roughly around about 60K cheaper mm. than him next week. Um, I'm not bringing in either this week. So I'll really just, um, I'll have a, a reconsider of, of that um, that trade next week, depending on what happens. Um, you know, if McInnes is down to 500K, then that's almost too, too good a value to pass up. Uh, Devagar I'll be bringing into my second row and, and looking to to upgrade say a, a Tuppany to, to him which is costing me you know around about 80k and I think that's pretty good value it's going to cover me for a couple of weeks and then potentially I've got a 19th 20th man that's going to be averaging 50 points mm. um, we'll get to the second row forwards um, a little bit later on but I kind of see him on par to a few of those other guys that are um, available there yeah. Only thing on Smith as well, like does he does he not play Origin? Surely he's like not yeah a million to one, but yep. there's still that. Chance. That's why I'm waiting till next week. I think there's a chance, mate. The Queensland could do a sneaky there. I know that a lot of people think it's a million to one, but who knows? So for me, it's not worth the risk. I'll be waiting until next week on him. And uh, yeah, just with Tvanga, I think you know he's had six scores over fifty points this year in eleven games. Goes around about one point per game. So. Um, we know the Harris is out for six weeks, and who knows what happens with with Burt? One point per game. I think you said that's ordinary. Why are you bringing a one point per game averaging player, mate? Because you've stolen both. Got to get stolen both of the beers. I'm a point. Per, oh, stop it. One point per minute. You got me. All right, front row forward. Yeah, uh, so we've got one name down here. I thought of another one, but we'll start with the the one we got, and that's uh, TKO SST Sio Siwa Takiyaho. So big uh, trading target this week. So he's been as 
basically as reliable a player in the super coach world and on the field as you could want uh, this season. So he's just been banging out 55 plus scores uh, majority of the year. So he's, his minutes have been uh, consistent. So the, the Roosters run with that four forward rotation on the bench all the time. So uh, in terms of what he's going to be doing for round 16, I don't see him dipping. I don't see him dropping. I just see that dependable Aiden Tolman's you know, 55 plus points that you can lock in. Um, so I'm bringing him in this week. I reckon he's just too safe. He's too reliable an option. No origin risk because he's an international. Um, yeah, I don't see much downside there. Price is okay as well. Slightly above 500k or so, but you're going to pay. You're going to want to pay that sort of money for, for the guaranteed points. Uh, chance that he goal kicks as well if Latrell Mitchell breaks back into the side, which would not be the be-all and end-all, but a great uh, string to his bow. So, yeah, not a lot, I can't see a lot of downside there. I'm bring, bringing him in this week. Uh, the other one I had just quickly that I've brought in is Tevita Pangai Jr. into my front row. So he's that dual position, 450K. Uh, I reckon he's that's about as low as he's going to go. Um, he's still offloading, still busting tackles. He's got a great super coach game, and especially for those bye weeks. I always talk about like depleted defensive lines and all that sort of stuff. Broncos need a spark. He's the sort of guy that will play one or two good games a year. These might be it. So I did have Pang Guy in the second row, but we can touch on him now at the front row. But let's just start with TKO. So I support everything you've said then. He's got a 67-point-per-game average this year if you re- remove that one game where he injured and I think scored about 12. Mm. Um, so I know there's been a few on the site suggesting he's not a keeper. I, I disagree completely. I think he is. Um, if you just look at that average alone, I'm, I'm very happy to have a front row forward that's going to be averaging over 60 uh, in my maybe 17 this year. I think that's fine. Um, and some other people are worried about Warrior Hargraves and what happens while he's in the side. Well, um, Tekio has averaged 63 points per game with him in the side this really? year. Jeez. Yeah. So um, no concerns. I think he's one of the more um, one of the safer picks you have for round 16. Pangai Jr. I mean, I've looked into this as well, but um, for me, I just think he's a bit of a pretender this year. Mm. Um, if you look at so the opening month, he was really really good. I know he was hot property in the preseason before he did his hamstring, and then the the opening month, I think he averaged around about sixty. He was playing really really well off the bench. Yep. Um, since round seven, he's only averaged fifty two points per game, and he's been given all the opportunity in the world to do something. There's not there's been injuries within the forward pack, the Broncos, and real struggles in terms of someone to stand up. And I think he's just shown enough over what we're, we're over halfway through halfway through the season now. Yeah, I just think he's a bit of a pretender, and that's coming from a Broncos fan. Um, unless he's playing eighty minutes, he's at the moment his minutes are only around the forty to fifty. Joel Fungawi is back, uh, might not be coming make the the Queensland side. Um, so you know, Pangai's minutes of over sixty last week could be reduced to around about that fifty again. So I'm not convinced. I'd rather just go to maybe a Tavanga. Who can potentially potentially score exactly the same? Who's available at seventy k cheaper? Yeah, I mean personally, I like like TPJ's super coach game a little too much. Yep. So uh, when I'm tossing up between a guy like Tavanga and him, he's the guy I want to see you know, busting tackles, throwing offloads because he's the type of guy. But have you go, seen Tavanga play super coach? He's mate, a, or yeah. play rugby. He's even if he plays for forty five minutes, he's like Fanu for the Seagulls. He's just a 
a weapon for Supercoach. He's a he's a pocket rocket, but I reckon there's a there's a little more risk with him. So TPJ is yep. going to need to steer that Bronco side around. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you mentioned Joe Joe O uh, being back this week. I reckon Queensland will rush him back for sure. He was very they, good. Uh, missed him on Sunday night, um, and I reckon it's just the type of game. So Broncos would have had a kick up the ass. They always do when they go through these sort of patches. He's been around the Tongan camp. If that, if that doesn't inspire you, then then what will? Um, this is the time where he needs to turn the season around for him. And it, that's the, I reckon he's the kind of player that you need to look for. So you need to look for these guys, like not fallen guns, but just guys that aren't quite on the bubble yet, but we know what can they, what they can do. Same yeah. guy like Crichton that we'll get into. I've but, had, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think know. I've, I, seen, I like I've seen him. it. I like his potential, <laughs> but I've you know we talk about his potential all the time. Mm. Um, and I think just this year, it's just, I've, well, I think we've seen enough. I don't think he's going to be a 60 points per game average player. Um, and Tavanga is not going to be either, but he's 70K cheaper. Uh, and I can use that bank elsewhere going forward whilst having a guy there as like my 19th, 20th man yep. who I can swing into hooker if I need to as well. Yeah. Um, second row forward. So this is pretty stacked. There's quite a few players available mm. this week. Um, the most popular option is Ryan Madison and um, I've owned him for the whole year. Um, so obviously I'm a major advocate of him. However, if I wasn't an owner, I would definitely wait a week. Yeah, so I'm a non-owner, so that's exactly what I'm doing. There, he's a he's yeah you know, he's some guy that you really really want in your side. But again, it's the beauty of this Super Trade Week happening right now. We don't know what's going to happen with that Origin side next week. So anyone pulling the trigger, who knows what'll happen with injuries? What Freddie will do with his side? Uh, Maddo's been on the cusp there a couple of times now, so you'd imagine he's pretty close. To getting a start there, and that'd be just the kind of luck that we have in this Super Coach game, right? So, uh, given the price, given he's at 600k, he's probably not going to go uh, too much up or down from there. Happy to wait a week and look at him as an option next week. But again, in terms of Super Coach output, he's a like a TKO. He just gets the job done. Uh, he can pull an attacking stat out at the uh, at the drop of the hat. He's uh, been great for that Tigers pack. And uh, yeah, I reckon the fact that you've got him in a headache that you don't need to worry about. So uh, great round 16 player and you'll play him in your side for the rest of the year, right? So he's, he's just done that well. Yeah, he's a keeper. I think he's the highest averaging second row forward um, yep. this year. So um, Super consistent. Yep. So not a lot you can say uh, wrong about him. So we already touched on TPJ. Uh, guy that you've got down here, Kenny Bromwich. Um, so he's slipped away a little bit. Um, he was looking like a really good pod buyer for that round 16. Given his season, he'd been banging out 80-minute games. That slipped back a little the last couple of weeks, and so is his output. So for me, that's taken him right off my radar. But another guy that maybe you just need to overlook that because we know that he's going to need to step up in that um, 16 week for the storm, and he's got the attacking that. capability which he's yes. shown. The issue for me, and it's the same as the next guy we will speak to as well, and Paul Gallen 510,000. Mm. So, if I'm looking at those guys, that's why I keep going back to Devanga and saying, Well, what why would I get on one of those who are potentially going to be maybe a 18th to 19th man on the run home when I can save a crap load of coin and go for Tavanga, um, who is also probably going to feel, feel like a he won't be in my final 17, mm. um, but I've saved a lot of money there that I can use going forward to upgrade to a Gerbo, to upgrade, go back if I need to get need to get Tedesco back in my side. Um, so that's my, my train of thought. So maybe we can cover off on Gallon and also Kenny Bromwich and to say, you know, if that is not an issue for you, then maybe they're an option. But um, Kenny Bromwich for me is somebody that if I, who I don't own, um, who I was considering, 
uh, and with the Storm's run home is potentially an option. Mm. Paul Gallon, I just don't get. I, I went back and had a look at the stats um, this week. P- some people just seem to be saying that he's want, like they really want to trade him in. He's probably going to play some bigger minutes with um, uh, with Fafita out, but Wade Graham's coming straight back into that forward pack, and I, I just don't see how he's a fifty average player. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's averaged fifty two points per game this year, and that, that's where he's at. Yeah, it's not like he's going to all of a sudden pull like an extra 20, 30 minutes and stack load more tackles and, and all that out of his like 500-year-old ass. I just so. don't see where the upside is, whereas no. Bromwich, you can see where the upside is because he's averaged 60 points per game and he was smashing 70s to, and 80s out not too long ago. Um, it's the name. It's, it's the fact he's PG-13, what he's done yep. in Supercoach before. But yeah, if you're looking at him... Oh, there's so many better options, personally. Well, and the, one of the the last and uh, probably more more super coach friendly option uh, is Angus Crichton, who I know that a couple of people are keen on. Another extremely um, popular player in the the preseason, but um, we found his way out of majority of the sides after he was named to the bench um, mm. in round one. I'm not keen to go there. I think he's like TBG, a bit of a pretender this year, averaging what, close to fifty. Yes, he's cheap. For what he, I think he averaged sixty nine points per game last year. So you're getting him at a huge discount, um, but you're 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 basically you're you're doing that in the hope that he comes good. And yes, the Roosters' draw is strong, um, but you know we've seen a lot. What's going to change? It's a large sample size, um, but again, he's he's in a new club. Uh, he's got the pedigree in the game, so I can see why people are doing it. I could see enough there to justify it. And this game's all about timing, so you need to find these guys at the right time when yep. they're dropped and they're but personally there's probably nothing I've seen that, that suggests he's going to go back to that tackle busting beast that offloading machine that try scoring freak I just can't see it um, his base has been good um, it's that's just, it but he's not a he's not a guy you bring in for base he'll hit no. that 50 whatever but, that, point per game. but my point is it's not like his base has been missing so his base has yeah, been yeah. good it's just the attacking stats which are there so my question to that is why well, is it because they're not going down his edge or because the Roosters, way they play, they just don't favour the edge forward? That, that could be exactly right there. So, again, finding your, your way in a new side, you wouldn't imagine it would be as tough for a second rower. Yeah. Uh, it would be for a half or a fullback or that, that sort of thing. So, not really sure, but they, they just don't because need him. If you look at what Burgess was doing at the start of the year at Souths this year, like he was scoring a heap of tries on the edge. Hmm. And that just seems to be the, maybe that's just part of the game plan compared. I know they've got a new coach. Um, but it just doesn't seem like that's the way that Roosters are attacking. Um, yeah. A lot of other better judges out there than me. Um, and, I mean, Radley's an yeah, inexperienced well. hooker, so moving the ball out there he won't do that as well as Damien Cook does, that yep. sort of thing. So spreading it might not be in the Roosters' uh, game plan, so they don't need uh, Crichton making those big runs. But again, yeah, like he's, he's a guy you're bringing in on pedigree and you're bringing in on name. Yep. So I can justify it, but personally not doing it because I just haven't seen... I, and again, like an origin risk. So he must be very low in the pack. I agree. But with, still a risk. I agree with you, but I'm scared. I'm scared that he's yeah. gonna. He could have a huge end of the season. You can't but have him all. You're picking him on trust. Um, let's move to the to the backs, starting with halfback. Three players that I've got listed here: Sean Johnson, Jerome Hughes, and then also Mitchell Pearce. Yep. So let's start with SJ. I'm bringing him straight in this week, despite the break even 125. Plays the Bulldogs could easily smash that. Even if he doesn't in score, say, 70 to 80, um, then you know he's only going to drop in price by about 30K. The reason why I brought up those scores is that... So if you look at what has happened versus the Bulldogs this year, 
Um, they're averaging 0.7 points per minute to uh, halfback so far. Ben Hunt scored double tons on them. And then in addition to that, you've got Mitchell Pearce who scored 76. The only really crap scores against the Bulldogs from the halves this year has been some of the more lesser known or um, let's politely say some of the non-guns of the, mm. the NRL. So the likes of a Brody Croft and also Aiden Caesar. Those guys scored um, you know, 30 and under, which brings that average down. Um, Sean Johnson could have a field day this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it comes back to what I said at the start of the pod, though. I think there's just too many options in that Sharks pack for me to see a guy going truly ballistic. Um, so that's why I'm not as sold on SJ as So you're you not are. bringing SJ in? Not bringing SJ in. Right. So a couple of reasons there. I've also got Matt Moylan in, so I brought him in. Another fantastic buy because I've got him at the right time after his big score, and then he's done absolutely nothing the last two or three weeks. But I've got him sitting there already in my 5'8". So I don't want to bring in another Sharks playmaker because I just reckon there's not enough points to go around, um, even if they tear up the Bulldogs. I reckon there's just, I don't know, there's too many chefs, there's too many uh, playmakers in that, that spine. So... For me, I don't see SJ being that dominant playmaker that he was at the Warriors. He's had a few good scores this year and the goal kicking and all that sort of stuff. But I reckon with the break even as it is, the fact that yeah, it's a Mate, the goal kicking alone against the Bulldogs. <laughs> they could they can put on thirty, which is not inconceivable. Yeah. Um, you know. I mean he wasn't setting the world on fire in his return against the Raiders a couple of weeks ago, but he looked well and truly settled. Uh, fantastic on I think, Saturday the night yeah. against Tonga so that was also weighing on my mind a little bit the fact that he was so fresh back from injury and was in the negatives for a long time in that game as well before they got things clicking and the worry for me is that it takes the it takes him a while to get into the game because Moylan's doing so well or because uh, Townsend's leading the park around or Wade Graham is, is doing things in attack and Sherry's making the runs and all that so I just think there's a little too much doubt around SJ for me that I don't need to jump on that especially for that break even this week right so what are you doing if you're not because I'm assuming you've got Nathan Cleary I don't have Nathan Cleary so I've okay. got Michael Morgan in there so the next name we've got on the list is who I've gone with this week and that's yep. Jerome Hughes right so, so he's, on, he's on a bit of a tear at the moment he is so he's got a uh, I think three tries from his last two games to, to bump that stat up a bit he's been a bit uh, indifferent all year um, outside of the last couple of weeks as well so He's another guy that I'm trying to ignore those last couple of weeks and think a bit rationally, but I really like his his low break even this week. I think he's got a fair uh, price, couple of price rises to come. Um, I love the fact that he's playing in that storm side at, at fullback. They just seem to have finally clicked and they're going places. Um, unlike the Sharks, I don't think... I think they have Cameron Munster leading him around, and that's pretty much it. But the so issue is he's probably going to play in the halves in round 16. And that's absolutely fine, because he does some of his best work there. Um, really? Yep. And if you look at last season as well, think mm-hmm. about that Dragons-Storm game. Um, what was it, like 50 to 40 or something the final score was, and there were just tons, super coach tons all over the park. So Storm were playing the Dragons at win in round 16. I reckon it could be a similar story there. So I really love uh, Hughes for that matchup there. Love his dual positioning. Um, sort of getting him on the rise. So while he's hit a bit of form, uh, he played really well in the uh, test match over the weekend as well. So see nothing uh, wrong with him there. Uh, the reason he wins out over SJ for mine is, is the team that he plays in, the fact he's got a low break even. And uh, yeah, just past the eye test. The low break even is only relevant if you're going to be trading him out. Well, eventually you'll want to sort of upgrade. I'll be wanting to upgrade either Morgan or um, 
Hughes, two, two weak Cleary. halves combination. Uh, Morgan's been doing quite all right for himself. Thank you very much. Yeah, She's take been the, one of the uh, few, Cowboys uh, tinted few shining off, lights. Mate. Yeah, they're, they're fixed on well and truly. So but. the last name that I put there with Mitchell Pearce, mm. I, I, I don't think we need to talk about him too much. Um, I am just having a look as well. I think he's got a massive break even there. He, yeah, he does. So it's it's uh, he's second to to Cook at the moment. He's got 166 break even. The other interesting thing is that he could be playing for New South Wales too. So I don't think we need to talk about him too much. If I didn't own him, um, which I don't, I wouldn't be bringing him into the side. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. So he was absolutely killing it this year, though. He's he's had his breakout season in terms of super. Plays coach, well against so. the good, the bad sides, and doesn't play well against. The yeah, good well, ones. that's it. The Knights have a bit of a tough stretch coming up. So um, unfortunately, that injury was just horribly timed um, for the guy. But as you said, he's a, a strong chance of playing Origin with that injury to Cleary. You'd as think well. so. So uh, you'd imagine, given he was so close before. Uh, his own injury that he'd be there in a couple of weeks. So again, not one you need to take a risk. So on. the only thing I'm looking at here is they've actually got some a quite a, a favourable um, three weeks ahead: Broncos, Warriors, and the Bulldogs all at home. So Pierce, if he doesn't get picked for Origin, could go bonkers. But then they play. Um, then they've got the the Roosters in round 18. Um, so yeah, who knows? Anyway, should we move on to five eight? Yeah, let's, let's rush through these because there's a lot of like high-risk players in here. I think that's the story. There are. So all of these guys are high-risk. I mean, I own Milford. Um, I brought him in at a point in time. I thought the Broncos were about to turn around. I'm actually really excited about Milford's run home. Um, I'm not going to trade him out. I think they got six yeah. of the last nine games at Suncorp Stadium. So I, you could play him in, in a lot of those games. Um, but we've spoken to death about Milford, I think, over the past couple of I weeks. am so sick of hearing about Anthony Milford. Mate, everyone talks about this I'm week. This I'm week so he's got the great matchup. I'm this so week. sick of hearing about Michael Morgan. Mate, he's I the most speak... overrated player in the NRL. How dare you? How dare you? But honestly, Anthony Milford, every week it's, a, it's the same fucking story. Because, oh, this week he's got the Titans. He's going to go absolutely ballistic. All his Suncorp well, Stadium. 70. He got, what, the junkiest try you'll, You're ever, a junkie. you'll ever see. I am a junkie. And... He, all these games at Suncorp, all these matchups, he goes. Well, if you have a look what he's done he's this year, game hasn't done anything all year. Due. That's it. He's due. It's, it's every single week, you and Wilfred with the same rubbish. Anthony Milford is a ridiculously poor rubbish. Mate, Do not consider don't, don't him don't in your compare me. Don't, don't compare my I'm love affair so with the Broncos to what Wilfred. Wilfred needs a. Um, oh. He needs to like a, he, he can't be allowed within ten meters of the Broncos players. <laughs> oh, they definitely have an AVO on him there at Red Hill. But honestly, no, Milford. Okay, I, I, okay, okay. Don't let's, let's, pick him. Let's, and he's also an Origin. Chance. All right, let's, let's move on from Milford. That. Okay, three other names there run through: Corey Norman, Connor Watson, Matt Moylan. Give me your one, two, three. Uh, I've got Moylan in. If I didn't own him, he'd be number three. Really, what, number like, three. Yep, he. I clearly didn't do enough research because if you watch the Sharks games, he is so uninvolved because they have too many options. I watched, he was, he's like the third link in that chain and they often don't need him. Like they were just doing it all themselves the other week. So Moylan chimes in when he needs to. He's not the like attacking, directing chief in that side that I hoped he was. So for mine, he's number three there. Uh, number two, Connor Watson. I think he's done a lot of good things. He, he tackled his bloody backside off. The last couple of games, he's just found a, a niche at that. Well, he's uh, played eighty minutes of hooker. Yeah, and 
that's the type of thing like you're locking in that base from from a guy who can plonk in your five eight. So that's very handy. Yeah, that's why I have him. But uh, but, but yacht Levi is back uh, potentially. He's next floating week. around. Yep. Yeah, so that's another risk, and that's the beauty around fifteen here that you're taking the punt. Uh, but I'd have him in two there just for that base if he does keep the hooking role. And then number one, because this game is all about taking risks and having a punt, Corey Norman. I reckon he's a great buy. Unfortunately, can't. Uh, I've gone Hughes over him, but I reckon he's so who's the type your, of guy. So who's 5'8"? 5'8 will be... Jeez, I should bloody know this. So I've got... I've got Moylan in Moylan there, and I've got Ponger. Ponger as well. So just didn't want to trade Ponger out. I've already stuck with Moylan. Can't Fair move enough. him down to fullback. So missing out on on Coza, but I reckon for that Storm Dragons matchup, that could Coza. be anything. Coza in Coza. terms of points, and he's been going quite well. Yes. In terms of uh, five eight, there's, it's been a bit of a well, we, dry. We raised him as a bit of a, a sneaky selection. Yeah. Um, he did, didn't didn't do us any favors in his last performance, but. Um, watch him come good, I think, um, next week or even 16 without Ben Hunt. Okay, let's move into the centres. Um, obvious one for me, Latrell Mitchell. If he doesn't play Origin, then he's a lock. So he's another guy that I'll be look, looking towards next week. Yep. Um, break him in 88, difficult matchup potentially against the Storm. So I'll be waiting a week on him. I think that if, if you don't own him, he's going to be he's a keeper for your centre wing. Um, it's a, basically a, a, a free present for us next week if he's available. Um the next guy that I'm almost putting on par with him this year is Ken Malmalo, who's been fantastic. Um, tunned up last game, first opportunity that I had him in my side. And he's just been fantastic. He's been brilliant this year. So if you don't own him, he's, he's very attractively priced still. I mm. think at just over 500K. So he's someone that people should be targeting. by that because he's been on a bit of a tear, especially last week. Yep. He has. But one guy that's really dropped off the face of the earth is um, what's happened in Masters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird story this year. So... He's offloaded, I think, oh, last week against the Cows. He did did it twice. Hadn't offloaded since round seven before that. In Since round seven, has that's busted massive. nine tackles. So that's nine tackle busts in six games. So it's And I had a look and I thought maybe it's his running. He's just not running the same. And you can sort of see it in that it's like above eight metres, below eight metres. He's been making so many ineffective runs. That's just not SN Masters. And he's been scoring year. tries as well. Yeah, exactly. been, I'm just going just to read out. He's, we're used to 30 plus in terms of base, right? Yeah. So since round since round eight, his base, and this is pure base, not including goal kicking, pure base, 19, 26, 21, 31, 33, and 13. Hmm. That is ludicrously low. Before that, he was averaging like mid thirties. Yeah. So he's he's another one that people remember from last year being yeah, the gun that he was and could just would just break tackles at will and, and was so dangerous running the ball, but something's happened this year. I don't know what it is with the with his running game, but he just doesn't wanna he doesn't look like he wants to offload. You know, last time he just Maybe he's been he different different coach. That's it. That could be exactly it. And so does that mean that now his super coach game that made him so attractive is gone? He's still got all the upsides, like the fact that he goal kicks and he has been scoring these attacking stats and all that. But I don't think he's a must-have. No. I think he's a luxury item. Mate, I'll be, fit him in I'll be looking to trade him out for Bateman in round 17. And that's that's a fair call. If you don't see anything between now and then, it's hard to see anything for the run home. Yeah. Because I mean, you've He's got all, you, the, all the chances. We got Sherry, who yeah. I'm potentially going to hold for the, the the Sharks. have got heaps of games at Sharks Park. 
um, after Origin. Yep. Uh, and then Tor, who um, is potentially, a, you know, he's a, almost a hold as well. He's averaging close to 50 at the moment. Base is great. Um, so I'll probably be getting rid of uh, Lomax once he comes back if he plays with that negative break even. But Masters will be the first one to go for me to uh, uh, to Bateman. I've got no qualms about that at all. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'll, I'll just be missing I mean, all I mean, out on, on Masters. I'm even thinking about starting tour this week over uh, Masters. That's a, it's a big call. Um, it's one of those hard to do. So Tomorrow night as well. Yeah, it's the first game. So Well, they're playing the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I mean... Half their sides origin. returning from origin. Rabbit's been a bit of a slump. Lately, but yeah, I mean, personally, I haven't seen enough out of Masters to warrant bringing him in at that awkward sort of centre wing price. So I'm looking for either your out and out gun like a Latrell Mitchell or someone cheaper that can do the job. What about Masters teammate Nofaluma? Interesting one there. So he's only had a, a, I think it's three games this season. Average of around about 50 in those three games. <laughs> yeah. We had one game of 70, which is the most recent. So sometimes that blinds us a little bit. Yeah, it does. But he, he's the one that's he's doing all the masters running. So he's the one that's making those those big uh, surging runs out of their own end and all that, and actually looking for the ball. So in terms of attitude, I think he's winning out over masters uh, nine times out of ten. So if you're tossing up between both of them, pretty similar price. The only thing is Nofo doesn't kick. So uh, the fact that Masters does adds that extra string to his bow that that helps him across the line. But if you're looking purely at form. Uh, Nofo's got it. So Nofo's base, pure base since he's been back, is 45, 33, 29. That's what Masters should be doing, and he's not. Yep. So I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, okay, next player on our list, uh, you and Aiken, I think you've missed the boat there. Yeah, I mean, that junk time try that hurt. Uh, the other week. That hurt. Was, yeah, killed it. Where was that for us, Stags? Um, but yeah, he uh, surged through. Fullback wasn't home. Manly had. Uh, Put the cue in the rack at that point, and he uh, helped himself to a nice 80. But even then, his his base was fantastic for that game. And that's what's been missing from him at the start of the season towards back into last year. Uh, this is what sort of made him a pretty decent option about a year or so ago. So if you've got him already, um, I quite like it. I don't think he's too far out of range, though. Still so under 400k. Under 400k. But it's um, just kind of that feeling you move. could have had him for below 300 a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes you just got to, yeah, you got to look past that. And I reckon he's, in, if you're tossing up between him and, and a guy like Masters, well, Aiken's the one on the rise. Aiken's the one doing the work. Um, you know what you're going to get, I reckon. Could lose his spot as soon as Lomax comes into the side. Well, as well. yeah, you got the Mary McGregor factor. Yep. And, and that could be anything. All right, so just to round out our centre wing, the one guy that we have to mention after a 136 point performance last week, Joseph, is it Manu or Manu? Uh, Manu is the one I've heard, but we always butcher the poor. Our Polynesian name, so I'm sure I'm our boy Manu. Anton will uh, Manu, us. Manu Vadavai. Manu Vadavai, yeah. So Manu, yeah, big 130 at fullback, subbing in for Teddy there. Those were Teddy's points. Yep. Thank you. So you only get one game of him left at fullback, potentially, mm. unless Teddy misses round 17. Um, no way you're playing that Joseph Manu in your side week to week, though, no. and at that price and... This stage of the year, <laughs> excuse me, the year you kind of need to be looking at those sort of guys. So for me, uh, he's a definite no. Agree. I think it's not worth it at this point in time. Um, you're going to have to trade him out. It could potentially be an AE nightmare, uh, yep. 25 point guy. Uh, yeah, outside point. of that week, he has not done much. No. So. Let's move on to fullback. Um, this one's going to be pretty short. There's only really one option there for buy coverage for me, unless you, you know of another one, but RTS. Yeah, absolutely. So... 
I don't think you need to look anywhere else. RTS absolutely killed it to start the year, and I think a lot of people are forgetting that. So he was an absolute gun for the first. Sort Showed of, exactly like, what he can rounds. do last week. Yeah, sorry, not last week. Well, the, the last the NRL game. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, they don't get to play the Titans every week, but uh, was running the ball, scored that uh, try, set one up there. So he looked a hell of a lot better than he did in the couple of weeks leading up to it. So he was in a bit of a slump there, but this is the Warriors' time of the year. If they're ever going to click and, and do something, they always do it during this, this period. So RTS for me is as much of a lock as you can get for this buy period coming up. So don't think many teams will be running without him. I don't, but I, I don't think he's a keeper necessarily for the run home. And, and I did actually think that. I thought, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, but he's draw. I mean, they play the Sharks twice. They play um, the Roosters. They've got uh, Rabbitohs. It's a, and they've got the Raiders twice as well. So it's a pretty difficult run home. Um, looks okay in uh, sixteen and seventeen because they've got games against the the uh, the Knights without Ponga, and then uh, they've got the Broncos without uh, you know who have been in horrible form. And there's going to be there always is a massive amount of Warriors fans turn up to the Suncorp Stadium games. As well, so um, I think you have him for them, and then you, you probably need to offload him uh, at that point in time. Uh, but hopefully, he can come good and produce a couple of big scores in a row, um, and then see his price gradually creep back up to that six hundred k mark. That would be very nice because hopefully, Teddy shouldn't be too much over six hundred k by that point in time. Famous last words, mate. We'll fast forward in a month and, and see how that's going. All right, that's been it. We've covered all the positions in terms of who we're liking for the buy. Um, strategies, maybe before we head into um, the Your Fired segment, JT, what are your trades this week? Well, using all five, as you are as well. Um, it's the week to do it. It's going to leave me with eight running home after the two I will make next week. So the trades I'm making this week, I'm trading out the Deadwood. Uh, there's not a lot of guns in this list, so bear with me. But I'm getting rid of Sean Lane. So finally gone after being in my side since round one. Um, trading out Saliva Havili, so did well for me over that round 12 buy, did exactly what he was brought in to do. Hudson Young, uh, you're gone as well. Tom Dearden, so I'm shifting him out for Jerome Hughes. And CNK uh, is gone from my center wing there. So trades I've brought in, or guys I've brought in, are Takiyaho, TPJ, uh, Jerome Hughes, Ken Mamalo uh, for CNK there. And cheapy of the week, I think everyone's, bringing this guy in, but Josh Kerr from the Dragons. So bottom dollar, playing his third game. Dual position, uh, will get a run on the bench or something, give us maybe 20, 30 points, whatever it is. No one really cares. And then he'll, in all likelihood, be gone from uh, the Dragons' NRL side for the run home. So potentially not an AE nightmare. So he is the kind of guy that you need to be trading in to make that cash. So they're not, my trades. Not bad, mate. With a million in bank right now, I'm going bang, 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 bang. So it'll be goodbye, Tolman, goodbye, Dearden, goodbye, CNK, goodbye, Teddy. In mm. a mission, mate. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tuppany. <laughs> goodbye. Piss <laughs> off. And then oh, it's going to be, boy. and then this week, uh, the ends will be TKO, SJ, RTS, Turbo, uh, and then also. Um, be bringing in Tavaga, I think. Mm. And then next week, two big more trades as well. It'll be Barnett out uh, for Latrell Mitchell via a duel with Nikora. Uh, and then probably going to go Britain to Cameron Smith. Um, have about 200k left over in bank. Not bad. And that's that I should have around about 14 or 15, depending on if Madison plays. Mm. 
Yeah, I think I'll be hitting that 15, 15 in the side for round 16, which is fantastic. Um, it's the type of coverage I need to, to get me back into this game. So going hard, go hard or go home. This is the last chance. Well, I reckon, I, mate, I reckon we've covered your fight, so we probably don't need to go into that that segment. I mean, you, you've said who you're going to get rid of now. I'm really looking forward to seeing the back of Joe Tuppany. We're all aware of that. Next week, it's going to be Mitch Barnett. Um, who are you really looking forward to seeing the back of out of one of your players? For next week, um, this guy. We've, we've talked about him all year, but our boy Corey Allen is still in my side. He's still floating there. He's not Jesus. doing... He's playing fullback this round, though. Did you know that? Yeah, he also Nick did that Corey for Allen. about six weeks, mate, oh, did and he? did nothing. Did he? Mm. Oh, jeez. I was going to play him this week, too. Mm. You would. Uh, yeah, probably would, too, given my, my year. But uh, Corey Allen will be on the chopping block next week. Would absolutely love a couple of meat pies. Can you please do that for me, Corey? Bump your price up, because I need to get Latrell in somehow. So next week for me... Um, getting rid of Corey Allen and possibly Clint Gutherson to Nuff and then bring in uh, Latrell. All right, mate. We've <clears throat> crossed over the hour mark. It's been a massive podcast Big today. Big week. Big week. It, you've done very well for someone who was absolutely not prepared. <laughs> Drag myself in. Who's just in. run 100, walked 100 kilometers and who is falling back further in the rankings than, I don't know, I'm still top five. Michael I'm Jackson, about hundred and so behind you. So it's one big week. Uh, we're we're well behind bloody Wilf and Guy though. Guy is seventy eighth overall. Gun. He's going. He's going to back to back. Mate, he will need shoulder surgery after this season. <laughs> he's carrying poor old bloody Wilf. Yep. But yeah, he is absolutely killing it. Good on him. Captain Turbo last week and Banyo Boys going week. fantastic as well. So um, yep. fantastic to both those guys. Anyway. Let's get out of here. I'm hungry. I want to get home and eat. <laughs> Cheers, mate. See you next week. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.